Thank you, Jesus. We will continue with our theme we, as we move forward. We're going to share about hearing the voice of the Spirit. Hearing the voice of the Spirit. We are talking about the Holy Spirit. Today's message is based on the questions that were sent to me during the small group discussions. So we will continue with that. Hearing the voice of the Spirit. Jesus said, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Obviously, when you hear the words of the master, as he introduces the Holy Spirit, who's, who's going to be coming, as he shares this with his disciples, he tells them that he will speak. When you study the scripture, whether it's from Genesis all the way to Revelation, you will see the God that you and I serve is a God who is involved in communicating. Our God is not a dumb idol who does not speak, but rather he speaks. In fact, the Genesis, the book, the first book in the Bible opens up by saying, by showing God the Father who is involved in creation. He speaks. In fact, everything in creation, he spoke into existence. God spoke everything into existence. And throughout the scripture, we can see God the Father speaking. He communicates to his people. He communicates to his children. When you come to the New Testament, we see God the Son, as it is recorded in Hebrews 1.1. God the Son, He speaks. And as we read the New Testament, whether it's the Gospel, or the Acts of the Apostles, or Revelation, you will see God the Holy Spirit also speaks. When God speaks, He don't speak for the sake of speaking. When He speaks... He has a message to relate to you and to me. He has his divine wisdom and will. He wants to transmit it to his children, to his servants. Throughout the Old Testament and New Testament, God would employ different methods to relay his message to you and to me. And when we come to the book, when we come to the scriptures, we see how the Holy Spirit is involved in speaking to you and to me. We already established from the scripture that Holy Spirit is a person. If he's a person, he wants to have an intimate relationship with you and, to, uh, you and me. And within this intimate relationship that exists between us and the Spirit of God, there ought to be communication. There ought to be communication. Praise the Lord. How does the Holy Spirit speak? Well, as you study the scripture, it tells you how he speaks to us. When you read God's word, he speaks to you and to me. Because the scripture is God breathed. The Holy Spirit breathed. And that scripture, when you and I read God's word, those scriptures come alive and speak to us. Praise God. So God speaks to us through the scripture, the Holy Spirit. As you pour yourself in prayer, as you pour yourself in prayer, you're speaking to God. And as you pour yourself into the scripture, you are allowing God
to speak into your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. And as God's children, God expects his children to learn to listen to his voice. Praise the Lord. You and I have to cultivate a habit, a discipline. Praise God. Cultivate a habit, a yearning to hear the voice of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. The other day I got a call from a young man from this church. Actually he texted me and said, do you know this person? Send me a name of the person and said, do you know this person? I looked at the name and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of our names, you know, the, the very common name. I forgot the name. Uh, very common name. I said, um, just looking at the name, I don't remember. I said, do you have a picture? If you have a picture, I probably can recognize him because there are so many people with that name. So a picture was sent to me and I looked at that picture. It looked very, very familiar. But I couldn't recollect who it is. So I asked him, why are you asking me this, you know? He says, Pastor, tomorrow I'm going for an interview. And this is the guy who's going to interview me. And I looked him up. And um, I see that he's a pastor's son. I was just wondering whether you know. Interesting. I said, where did you get the information? And I looked it up. And he's on the Facebook, and um, if you go to Facebook, you know who's connected, who he's connected with, the friends that he's connected with. And you are able to connect with people, and you are able to find out who they are, what they like, what they dislike, what are they like, and all those things, right? So just imagine, if you're introduced to someone, if Rachel is introduced to Iris for the very first time, okay? Jeremiah comes and says, hey, Rachel, this is Iris, Iris, this is Rachel. Well, if you want your relationship to grow, a transition that has to take place from introduction to having a good, intimate relationship with anyone in any realm, in friendship level or any other realm, it takes time. But if you want to know that person, you slowly, steadily, you talk to them, you gather information about them. I don't know what you guys ask when you first meet people, you know. Depending on where you're from, some people will stop by saying, hey, what's your name, and blah, blah, blah. Where you're from? Some will say they're from up north. Some will say they're from down south. I mean, if you say you're from down south, we'll ask how, how, how far south, you know, because we are looking all the way south to where? Where? Florida? Kerala, my man. <laughs> and when you start talking to people, you get an idea of who they are, what they are, and where they come from, you know, what is their lifestyle, you know. All these things slowly, 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 gradually, you get to know them better. And then you are able to interact with them better once you get to know who they are and what they are, what their likes are, what their dislikes are, you know, you're able to get to know them better. You know, you, once you know them, what kind of games they play, what team is their favorite, and you pick the star in there and you connect with them good. That's how you connect with people. Once you start using their lingo, right, you use their lingo and you start to connect with them. You know, they hear your accent and they realize that, hey, you know, I can connect. Or they hear your accent. Some people just turn themselves off when they hear some people's accent. Don't do that. You don't know what you are missing. Praise the Lord. You know, you don't know what you are missing. You don't know what people can impart into you. Sometimes we are prejudgmental and we, we miss what God can do through someone. So, if you want to know Holy Spirit, you start where? Where do you start? Rachel, where do you start? This is what happens when you sing good. Okay? Right, Iris? You start singing good, I start picking on you guys. Okay? Now, where do you start if you want to know about God 
the Holy Spirit. You look in the scripture because the Bible is what? Is unveiling the person God before us. Praise God. Jesus came to reveal the Father to us. Praise God. And Jesus said, when I go, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. He's going to brag about me. He's going to talk about me. And so when you look at the scripture, you understand the person, his nature, his character, what is going to turn him off. Can anybody turn the Holy Spirit off? Yes. The Bible says, do not quench the Spirit. You can turn him off. Praise the Lord. At the same time, the Bible says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. He's a person. You can grieve him. So you get to know more. Let me ask you. If you grieve someone, can you have a good rap with them? Can you? No. Do you think if you grieve the Holy Spirit, you can have an active conversation with him? Many a people can't hear his voice because we have grieved the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Okay? So the word of God, as we pour ourselves into God's word, you can hear and you can identify and distinguish the voice of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Jesus said, my sheep hears my voice. Praise the Lord. If you believe that you are his sheep and he is my shepherd, if you believe that he is your Lord and you are his children, if you believe that the Holy Spirit indwells in me and you, we can expect to hear from him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus said that my sheep hears my voice. Praise the Lord. Hearing his voice and responding to his voice is expected from the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So when we pour our heart to God in prayer, we are talking to him. But many a times we start the conversation and we are not willing to pause, linger to hear what he has to say. Even when we pour our hearts in reading God's word, the word of God does something within us. What does it do? It renews your mind. And it makes your mind conducive to hear the voice of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Amen. I call my wife once in a while. At our workplace. She picks up my phone call. I don't have to tell her. This is Finney Samuel calling. And from the other end, imagine if my wife were to say, can you please give me your date of birth? And I give my date of birth. And then she says, can you please give me your last four of your social? Do we need that? No. Just a mere greeting tells the other person who we are. Likewise, you and I, when we develop a relationship, cultivate a habit of hearing the voice of the Spirit, praise God, it is exciting. Start simply by spending time in reading God's Word. But don't get to read Word because you are in some reading program. The reading programs are good. I thank God for that. It creates a discipline in us to, to read. That's good. But pause. Don't be in a rush to finish. Read it over and over and over again. And slowly you will find the Holy Spirit will start ministering to you. You know, we are in such a fast-paced society, fast-paced world. Everything we want to do it quick. We get so aggravated if we are trying to, trying to, you know, look up something and it takes a minute. Imagine, now we have 5G connections, right? 
We have 5G connection. If you go to any part of the world where they don't have that, you get like aggravated. You know, it's like, oh, wow, it's taking so much time. Really? So we are in a world that's moving fast. And we have created a habit within us. We want everything immediately, instant gratification. God does not have to move along our schedule. Praise the Lord. He speaks at his will. He will speak into our life. But you and I have to come to that place with that posture of standing between, before who? The Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Praise God. Hallelujah. He is the Almighty God. He is our Heavenly Father. He is our Comforter. He is our Helper. But don't lose the reverence that is due to Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lingering in the presence of God is very important. So why is it that we tend to miss the voice of God? Why is it that we tend to miss the voice of God? This is Paul. Paul's prayer is benediction. He says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. A person, a man, a woman has three components to them. Spirit, soul, and body. The body is the tangible one. You are able to touch someone. You are able to feel someone. You are able to poke at someone. It's not the Facebook poking. Right? You are able to touch someone with the body. The most tangible one. And this body, we are able to relate with things of the material world with this body. And within this body, God has made us in such a way that we have our five senses, which is used to relate to the, to the world around us. What's the five senses? Right. And we use our five senses to relate to the material, tangible world around us. And then we have a soul. Soul is a seat of mind, emotion, and will. Mind, emotion, and will. Your personality. Every one of us has a unique personality. It's good that none of us are the same. We all are unique in our personality. Soul is a seat of mind, emotion, and will. And then every one of us has a spirit within us. And Paul writing to the Ephesians says that we who were once dead in our transgression and in our sins. The spirit man within us before we were born again was irresponsive, non-responsive to God. The Bible says dead in trespasses and in sin. But God who is rich in mercy did a work in you and me. When the word of God is preached to you and me, the Holy Spirit takes the incorruptible word of God and engrafts within us and there is a life. The unresponsive spirit within me starts Responding to God, who is the Father of all spirits. Praise the Lord. Dead in trespasses and sin, but born again, regenerated by the Spirit of God and the Word of God. Now it starts beating, it starts responding to God. Praise the Lord. God who says Spirit communicates to our spirit. God who says Spirit communicates to our spirit. Praise God. And what has been communicated to our spirit is transmitted into our minds through as thoughts. In a mind that is not trained to distinguish our own self-thought 
and the message that God's Spirit is sending into our lives is not able to distinguish them both. And we miss what God wants to speak into our lives. Praise the Lord. So what is it that you and I can do to hear the voice of the Lord in our lives? The scripture has so many good examples and I want to present to you a few of them so that we understand. Here, number one we need to do is clothe ourselves with praise and prayer. Clothe ourselves with prayer and praise. You want to hear his voice? We want to clothe ourselves with prayer and praise. Prayer not as a ritual. Praise not as another religious exercise. But when we clothe ourselves with prayer and praise, what happens? You are able to hear the voice of the Spirit. Look at the church. The church was fasting and they were praying. And the Holy Spirit spoke to them saying, What? What is the Holy Spirit saying? As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate unto me Saul and Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Quite often when we come for prayer and when we linger in the presence of God, we have no expectation. No expectation. Do you sit in God's presence with an expectation to hear from him? Or do we just want to go through a religious motion, a religious exercise, and just get it done? We are, we are keen on keeping our schedule and we want to walk out at the right time. But a heart that hungers for God, craves for God, is passionately pursuing God. Praise the Lord. Heaven has something to tell them. Praise God. Now we all are very busy people. I'm not talking about stretching the service. That's not what I'm talking about. But we all in our personal life, we can spend time in God's presence with an expectation of hearing his voice. Praise God. Expectation of hearing his voice. When you read God's word, don't simply read for the sake of reading. Ask the Lord, Lord, what is it that you have to speak into my life? And you linger in the presence of God and you will see that you will hear the voice of the Lord, the Spirit of God speaking into your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. How often we go through the motion for years and years and years and we have not differentiated between what God wants to speak into our lives and the casual thoughts that comes through our mind. Sometimes we are so disturbed. These are men and men of God that are here, we see, they are sitting in the presence of God, praying and fasting, and they hear the voice of the Spirit. Look at this man of God. This is a prophet. This is from the Old Testament. Three kings going out into the battle. They come to this prophet. They want to hear a word from God. First the prophet said, I ain't going to talk to you guys because of the, of, of the nature of some of these kings that was there. But then later, he wants to give them a word, and he says, can you bring a musician for me? The musician comes, and the musician plays, and the Bible says he has a word for them. What do you think it means? What do you think this means? The best of us can have days 
where we have trouble hearing his voice. The best of us. If you're going through a roller coaster experience in your life, if you're going through a crisis in your life, if you're going through an emotional disturbance in your life, if you're going through a relational disturbance in your life, it all these things are facts. Your ability to hear and to distinguish the voice of the Spirit. If there are unforgiven sins, if there are offenses in us, if we are holding out on someone, if your spirit is bitter towards someone, all these things will hamper your ability to hear the voice of God. That's why the scripture says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. This relationship is unique, it is special. And when we realize what God has done for us, and the, tri the, the, the Holy Spirit that dwells within us, He wants to speak into our lives. We have to conduct ourselves in a manner that we have our environment around us conducive to hear the voice of the Spirit. It's not just simply saying, amen, 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 praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, but rather conducting ourselves in a manner that is pleasing to God. Sometimes we get involved in so many things that we don't have peace within ourselves. God's children have to be people, praise God who would want to have peace within ourselves and peace with one another, including everyone in our home. Praise God. If you had a fight with your spouse, it will disturb you. And that disturbance carries with you without your knowledge, believe it or not. And it is seen in different realms as it plays out in different realms. Because the issue is something else. That's why the scripture says we have to do what? Be in peace with everyone. Praise God. Pursue peace. Because it has the, it has the potential to dampen what God wants to speak and do in your life and my life. Praise God. Hallelujah. The prophet calls for the, for the musician. And the musician comes and plays. And what happens? He has a word from the Lord. People are involved in, in worship and in music. I want to tell you, you have a very important role. Don't do it casually don't do it carelessly every time you open your mouth to sing praises to God to play instruments remember you are an instrument in the hands of God God is using you as an instrument of righteousness to enable the people of God to usher them in God's presence what a lofty ministry God has entrusted you with. Praise God. That's the case with every minister. Praise God. Even we come prayerfully prepared, our hearts sanctified by the water of God's word and by the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus, you and I become an instrument of righteousness in whatever arena that God is using us. It causes the presence of God to be evoked 
in that place. As you sing unto the Lord, as you minister God's word, as you sing songs, it is ministering life in the body of Christ. You become a conduit. You become a channel where God starts speaking into the life of God's people. Praise God. It could be a simple song, but it creates love and gratitude within us ushers us into the presence of God, allows us to experience God's presence. And in that hallelujah, that moment when you are in his presence, you hear the voice of God. That becomes a comfort, a consolation, an encouragement, a deliverance. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you come in the presence of God, come with an expectation. When you sit in the presence of God, in your private prayer moment, don't just be one way. After you speak to him, linger. Linger. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Getting in God's presence, lingering there, listening to his voice is a way to cultivate and develop an ear for him. Hearing his voice. This is the prophet prophesying about someone. You know who is he prophesying about? He's prophesying about Jesus. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. This is prophet Isaiah prophesying about Jesus. Look at Jesus. Now in the morning... Having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. What do you see in this verse? The two words that we saw, what do you see? Tell me. Tell me, church, what do you see? When you look at this verse, what do you see? Okay, why is that important? Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, before dawn. Why is that important? Tell me. Why is that important? He wants to hear, first thing he wants to hear is not CNN or Fox or Alexa speaking to us. Now we have it programmed. We have it in our house too. I'm not just talking about you. First thing that we do in our house is, Alexa, shut up! <laughs> you don't say shut up. That's a bad attitude to wake up with. But then Alexa is like kind of disturbing your nice, deep sleep. Sometimes you have got these good dreams coming in. All of a sudden, Alexa, ah. No. Early in the morning shows priority. Early in the morning. First thing I want to, I want to do. First thing I want to do, I want to be in his presence. Second, he went to a solitary place. Why? No disturbance, no distraction. Who is he with? Who is he with? He is with his disciples. But even the disciples can become what? A distraction. So he positions himself. Away from any potential disturbance. Let me ask you, do you have a place in your home where you go and sit by yourself? That's good. We have our family prayers, family altar. That's good. That's not what I'm talking about. Do you have a place where you go, sit by yourself, solitary, away from all disturbance, because you want to communicate to him. Praise God. About Jesus, it says, 
morning after morning. Meaning what? It shows consistency. Consistency. Praise God. Do you know why Jesus' clock was so synchronized with the Father's clock? To the fact that Jesus said, I speak what he says. Woo. What a realm it is to be there. I wish and I pray that one day I will get there. Praise God. Wow. Because what? Priority, consistency, taking yourself away. We all can identify what are some of the distractions in our life. Can you identify some of the distractions in your life that takes you away from your quality time from God, which deprives us of our voice of the Spirit in our lives? That's what does. Sometimes it could be something very simple. It does not necessarily have to be grossfully sinned. It could be something very simple, but it can take your mind away from the Lord. Our minds have the potential to retain images. You know, our minds have the potential to retain images. More than what you hear, our minds can take the images and it can lock it in our mind. That's why it's very important that we be careful what we watch. Because those images can be in your mind and it can keep playing or it can come out at the wrong time. How many of you guys watch movies? Come on, my man. All those who watch movies, raise up your hand and say hallelujah. <laughs> Do you know what happens? You watch a movie, and then you go and sit and pray. Hmm, I'm try it. What happens? What happens? What do you think happens? I'm hoping that you're not watching Passion of Jesus all the time. What happens? What do you think happens? Huh? All right, forget about movies. No, none of you guys watch movies. Right? You only watch documentaries. Okay, you watched a very good documentary. Okay? And then you go and sit and read the Bible. What do you think happens? What do you think happens? If you're not trying to try it. So are we saying that don't read, don't watch documentaries, don't watch movies? Is that what I'm saying? That's not what I'm saying. What it does is it takes your mind. It captures your mind. And your mind is full of this thing. Okay? And the grosser the things that you watch, it captivates your mind and captures your mind. And then you go and read the Bible or you spend time in prayer, you will find that you cannot you know, the message that keeps coming to your mind is what? Connecting, 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 connecting. Reconnecting, reconnecting, reconnecting. But the connection doesn't happen. Then we have to call musicians like these guys to go up. And they sing and we got to get to connect. Now imagine if this guy was doing the same thing I was doing. I mean, the connector comes and he is having all these things in his mind and he's like... Singing, but he cannot connect. Oh my God, we are in trouble, aren't we? What are we saying? We need to identify things that are obstructing, hindrance, hurdles that stops us from hearing the voice of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. The mind has to be conditioned and prepared and sanctified. Renewed mind, as Paul says in Romans 12, 1, 2. That's the mind that will capture what the Lord has to say. 
praised. We take everything so easy, so lightly. Praise God. Hallelujah. There are so many distractions that can derail us from the purpose of God. And some of them are very simple. Some of them are very casual. Watch who your friends are. Watch what your conversation with your friends are. If they are not directing you into his presence, but derailing you away from his presence, that's something that we need to check. And friends does not need to be all bad, bad guys. Sometimes good friends can get us into a bad conversation. How many of you have good friends that can take you to a bad conversation? How many of you are good friends who take your friends on a bad conversation? Yeah, sometimes we do it, don't we? And all these things hamper the voice of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen. About Jesus, the Son of God. He spent time in the presence of the Father. Not just during the quarterly fasting and prayer. Some don't even come for that. We have one next weekend, guys. Every day, morning after morning. He says, he awakens my ear to hear his voice. Do we have that passion in us? Shall we pray, Lord, give me that desire to hear your voice. And everything that stands as a hindrance to hear your voice, help me to move it out. Deliberately, voluntarily, willfully. Do you know when we would do that? When we realize how precious the voice of the Spirit is. Till then, but then we don't know what we are missing. At times, the Spirit will employ visions to communicate to us. I know there are people in the church whom the Lord has gifted them with visions. They call me up, they share that with me. And how do you know those visions are real? How do you know the visions are real? Huh? Yes. As a pastor, I have an open ear. I listen to everybody. Sometimes when people think, I think it's weird, okay? But I don't say nothing. I listen. You listen. Praise the Lord. There are gifted people in the church. Gifted people in the church. I've gone with them to pray for people. And you know, during the prayer, the Lord gives them a vision. At times, they will share it with me, and I see that coming to pass. They don't walk around saying that, oh, you know, I have this gift and that and all those things. It's as God gives them their ministry. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God at times would employ visions. Why? The Bible says in Joel and in Acts, Peter repeats it, on the last day I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Visions about what? The plan of God. The visions about the purpose of God. Vision about the work of God. Praise God. We read Paul had a vision about a man from Macedonia calling him, come and help us. Before that vision, we read, he says that the spirit of Jesus forbid him from going into Bithynia, forbid him from going into Asia. What does that mean? What it means is the Holy Spirit can put within us undeniable impressions so that you and I can know for sure the Lord is forbidding us from going into certain arenas. I remember one of our mission trips in 2010. We wanted to go to Haiti. Everything was prepared on, on the side in Haiti. 
but i had such a restless spirit within me i battled and i battled and i battled i was supposed to make an announcement in the church but i kept keeping putting it away and away and away finally there was a prayer in brother finney joshua's home and i was sitting in there in that small room and we were praying and during that prayer the holy spirit said you're not going to haiti you're going to ethiopia that's it nothing more just one word next sunday made an announcement we're going to ethiopia so we went to ethiopia what's the big deal the first day morning we are in ethiopia we are having breakfast and as we are we're having breakfast there is a breaking news cnn do you know what the breaking news was there was a major earthquake in haiti i froze i froze because i realized if i had missed it i had the team uh, with me that would have been my responsibility i froze i was so scared the man the overseer that was supposed to host us him and a missionary from the us they died in a car accident during that earthquake i froze God is so merciful. He can help us avoid a situation. But he can also sustain us in a situation. Praise God. The first time that we went to Haiti. Some of our brothers are here. We were standing before their white house, the presidential house. their paramilitary came and poked us with their machine gun because we were preaching and we were we did not know that that a crowd had gathered we knew the crowd gathered but the situation there is so volatile that any crowd there is considered as a threat to the government we were escorted out of that place What am I saying? What I'm saying is that God is merciful. He gets us out of the situation. He can get us through the situation. Praise God. But what are we saying? What we are saying is that the Lord wants to speak to us. Sometimes we miss it. Why? Not his fault. Because we are so occupied. with our own agendas with our own programs with our own schedules we don't even have the time to wait and hear what he has to say because we on the move we on the move we on the move praise the spirit of god wants to speak into our lives Paul puts it like this in Romans those who are led by the spirit of God are called the children of God and my prayer this morning is lord let me be that person who's constantly and continuously led by the spirit of God would you pray would you pray that lord make me conducive make my environment conducive to hear the voice of God Do you think he speaks? Get rid of the distractions in our lives. We will hear his voice clearly. Praise the Lord. Reading God's word, lingering in his presence, yearning to hear his voice, sifting out every unwanted activities and compromising activities in our life would enable us to hear the voice of the spirit praise the lord a banker and a man who was raised in an indian reservation was walking through wall street a wall street banker and a young man who was raised in an indian reservation upstate was walking through wall street 
as they were walking through Wall Street. The young man who was raised in the reservation, he says, do you hear it? Do you hear it? The other guy said, hear what? I said, don't you hear that? He says, hear what? He said, you hear the cricket chirping? The Wall Street banker looked at him and said, are you crazy? Wall Street, Manhattan, traffic, horns blaring, you hear a cricket? He says, wait, wait. He went, and right by the drain, banker looked at him and said, are you crazy? How could you hear that? He says, that's easy. You want to know how I heard it? He says, yeah. I didn't hear it. How did you hear it? He put his hands into the pocket, gathered all the change that he had, and he threw it on the street. You know what happens when coins hit the ground real hard? What happens? What happens? Yeah. Do you know what happened? Wall Street. All of a sudden, a group of people turned around. What do you think is the difference? One man, his ears were trained to hear one thing. The others, their ears are trained to hear something else. Let me ask you. What is your ear trained to hear? What would cause you to turn around? What would stop you on your tracks? What would make you to pause? Hit the pause button. What would cause your spiritual antennas to rise? Why is it that some hear and some miss the voice of the Lord. Jesus said, he who hath in here, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to the churches. Praise God. Do you think God has something to tell you? Do you think God has something intimate and intricate that is connected to your life. He does. All eyes closed. Anything that dulls, dampens the voice of the Spirit, can you tell Him, Lord, take it out of my life? Would you cherish the voice of the Spirit over everything else? What are the questionable activities that causes us to miss what God wants to speak into our lives? Thank you, Jesus. Yes, He wants to speak into our lives. Quite often, we are not able to distinguish His voice and our own thoughts that come through our mind. But if he speaks, he wants you and me to pick it up. If he speaks, it's supposed to build me and you up. When he speaks, it's meant for you and me to receive it. Lord, help me to be sensitive to you. Help me to be sensitive to the voice of the Spirit. Let me not grieve the Holy Spirit. Let me not quench the Holy Spirit. Let me love God and His Word so that I become a person who is led by the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name.